Welcome to Pioneer the Podcast, where Pastor Jeremy and Tasha share their journey on pastoring, parenting, and pioneering in downtown Memphis. If you're listening, you can also watch this episode on our YouTube channel. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to be notified the next time an episode comes out. To stay connected to Pioneer Church, follow us on social media and check out our website. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy this episode of Pioneer the Podcast. Welcome to episode one of Pioneer the Podcast. I'm Jeremy Luizon. This is my wife, Tasha. Hi. Hi. How are you? (laughs) Welcome. So glad that you're here. She didn't know what to do at first. Um... So the reason why we wanted to do this podcast is that we wanted to share our story of church planting in different contexts, right? Church planting and being parents and church planting and being married and church planting and being an interracial couple in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, And church planting during the largest civil rights movement in history. And we're still here. And a pandemic. And a pandemic. (laughs) Uh, We're just sharing our journey. So... Uh, what you're watching, this isn't really a formula of how to do it. This is more of our journey. And if it inspires you, amen. If it's just something that you play in the background, amen. If you're going to sit there and critique our journey and say this is and tell me this is where we messed up, amen, I guess. <laughs> right? So um, we'll just get into our story. Uh, where did we come from? Who are we? Where did we come from? Why did we plant in Memphis? Um, I'll give a little backstory. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. My mom is Puerto Rican and my dad's from Grenada. So I always grew up in a blended household. Um, obviously, that's what Tasha liked about me. <laughs> uh, so what did you think when we first met? Like, what when we first met, what were your thoughts? My honest thoughts? <laughs> How honest are we getting here? <laughs> when we first met, I remember just being like, who is this guy? Who does he think he is with his sneakers coming in here in Memphis? You hear that, man? <laughs> how they find you is how they have to maintain you, okay? <laughs> so if you're com- whatever you're coming in with, just say, hey, that's how I got you. No, I, um, when we first met, though, I knew like there was something different about you. I knew that Um, Even though I was not, like, pressed for a relationship at the time that we met, Mm -hmm. and actually I didn't want to get into a relationship, I knew, like, we could be friends. But obviously we know that that quickly changed, like, a couple months later. Shout out to all the friend zone people. It's okay. (laughs) You just got to work your way in slowly, like. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I mean, two months later we knew that, we were going to get married and that was a whole process in in and of itself. So, yeah, no, I know for me, uh, I knew Tasha was, and I got friends who can confirm this. Uh, when they came to visit, when I moved to Memphis in August, when they came to visit me in October, I saw Tasha leading worship on stage. And I remember looking at her and being like, and telling one of my friends, like, that's the woman I'm going to marry. Uh, mind you, before this, I had not dated for two years. So, and no, it was by choice. It wasn't because (laughs) I wasn't cute or nothing. It was by choice, (laughs) all right? And so um, I hadn't dated for two years, and I remember telling God, like, God, the next woman I meet, I'd like for this to be my wife, so I'm just going to 
uh, not stay lonely. I'm just choosing to be alone uh, with you. And then when I met her, I was like, yeah, that's the woman I'm going to marry. So fast forward, we got married in 2013. Yep, about um, to celebrate 10 years in yeah, September. Yeah, this year we're celebrating 10 years of marriage. 10 years of easy wedded bliss. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, like, Tasha, I'll, I'll let you kind of tell this story. What We were in ministry. We're not going to go into the details of the ministries that we were part of. Maybe later, maybe in, like, episode 19. 19. <laughs> We'll talk about that, but um, we were at a point in our lives where we had been married for a little... Oh, by the way, our first year or two of marriage, maybe year one to three, it was terrible. It was terrible. Um, We almost got divorced uh, several times in the first three years. Um, From my perspective, it was more of I didn't... We went to premarital counseling and all that stuff, but I think we both came in with certain expectations. Yeah, and those expectations definitely set us up for failure because they were not realistic. Yeah. So, yeah, they just, it was not healthy. Um, but I'm just thankful that God's hand was always on us yeah. and He put people in our lives to help us through that season. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, it was it wasn't re- it wasn't good. I would say our first year. People always say like, "Oh, your first year of marriage is the best year." I'm like, depending False. on who you are, <laughs> not well, for us. you're taking two per- yeah. two different like people and ways of life and personalities, and you're like, we're moving into one space together to make it ours. That's so difficult. It's tough. Yeah. So so difficult. And so, um, yeah, our first year wasn't great. Our second year was mm, not great. It was okay. Third year got a lot better. Um, We actually started investing into our marriage and doing um, some marriage counseling with friends, not professional, just friends who would just hear us out and call us out um, and be real with us. Uh, And then what year did we... So we were like five years in, right? When we decided, when we felt the Lord call us. Um, About, yeah, four years I think it was four years in um, to marriage. Um, so after we came out of that really hard season and we were in ministry, but we just um, started to see some doors closing for what we had been doing and what, yeah. you know, we had been experiencing in ministry and everything. And we had always talked about um, planning a church, but it was not for that time we didn't think we were like okay this will be our and i we laugh now this will be our retirement what we do when our kids are old and kids are older they can take you know they're adults and then and then we'll plan a church you know we'll see um and we definitely knew it was not going to be in memphis yeah um and so god just has a sense of humor of how all of that happens but yeah we we didn't really go into it like, we didn't grow up wanting to be church planners. Um, I could tell you from, and there may be someone who has the same mindset, like, you feel like you got to rise to the Christian corporate ladder, right? Like, I'm going to be a kid's pastor, <laughs> and then I'll be a youth pastor, and then I'll be a young adult pastor, <laughs> and then I'll be an associate executive, and then I'll become a lead pastor. And so mm-hmm. that was the journey that I thought we were going to take. Yeah. And 
Lord knows I didn't want to be a kid's pastor because yeah, I no. just, mm-mm. no. Mm-mm. We actually always thought that we would be um, young yeah. adult pastors, like college age young adult which pastors, kind of which, yeah, kind of is the age group of our church, but yeah. um, but we didn't think it would be in that capacity. We thought yeah. it would be like young adult ministry at a thriving church, you know, all of that. So yeah. um, this was definitely... Um, a different turn than we had expected, especially in the timing that it happened. Yeah. So we didn't want to plant in Memphis, but you're from Memphis, right? Yeah. What did you yeah. do? Yeah, so I was born and raised here um, in Memphis and, um, you know, just grew up in church. I was always at church anytime the doors were open. My mom made sure that me and my brothers were always there, um, involved with ministry, all of that. And I felt, you know, I feel really blessed to have grown up that way. I mean, obviously it wasn't perfect, but, um, you know, there were some pros and cons to growing up that way. But, um, yeah, so I'm thankful that my mom always prioritized church and ministry and, and all of that. Um, but yeah, growing up here, when we felt led to start a church, to plant a church, I was like, okay, well, Memphis is not going to be where we, where we stay. Because I was thinking, this is my way out of Memphis. I can get out of here. Um, but obviously God had other plans mm-hmm. and now I'm, I'm thankful for that. But, but we went through like, before we got to planting Pioneer, we'd gone through some church hurt. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. We had gone through some real church hurt, uh, just some unmet expectations. Yeah. And church, some church people not, just being ugly, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I know that really hurt the both of us. And so we didn't plant with a broken heart. We plant with hope. We planted yeah. with hope of like, if the Lord is leading us to it, like, He's got to do it. Yeah. He's got to do all the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I know Tasha and I, when we didn't, so we didn't plant with brokenness. We planted with hopefulness, with hope mm-hmm. and just believing like, all right, God help us to do something that I know you're calling us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't know. There's some of you out there who are like, I don't know if I should plant a church. I went through some church hurt. You really just got to follow the Lord because yeah. we did have some healings and some. I know when we started on the journey, we for sure had to have some converse, uh, confirmations of this is where the Lord was yeah. leading us. Yeah. The confirmations that we had we had were wild. Yeah, like stuff that only Tasha and I knew about. Yep, that friends of ours would speak into our lives, and they didn't even know that we were planting a church. Yep, uh, literally one friend we were going to their house, and when we get to the door, he looks like, man, you guys look. Church plant ready. And I was just like, what? <laughs> what? But little did they know we had come over to their house to actually share with them that yeah. that is what the Lord had put on our heart. And so, you know, we're sitting down, getting ready to tell them. And I remember he was just like, man, y'all just, you just look like some pioneers. Yeah. Literally, and we didn't said even tell them the word. name of the church. And I don't even know, like, if we had. Had we confirmed that was going to be yeah, the name? Yeah, we knew the yeah, name was so, going to be Pioneer. And, and that was also a really interesting uh, story, too, um, about the name. because. Yeah. So why the name Pioneer? Like, yeah. where did that come from? Uh, if just like any good, mostly any good idea comes by the Holy Spirit through your wife, <laughs> through your spouse. So um, 
Yeah, we can go into why we call it, why, is, why it's yeah. called Pioneer. So I remember, um, you know, hearing that verse that, you know, Jesus is the pioneer and perfecter of your faith. And the word pioneer just really stuck out to me. But this was way before way, yeah. we had even, like, considered planning a church or felt the leading of the Holy Spirit for that. And it was actually when we were involved with starting a young adult ministry at a church we are a part of. And we were thinking about names, and this I was like, is my "Man, second good name." Yes, and I was like, "What do you think about this name?" And we're like, "Man, that's so good." But he's like, "I don't think we should use it for this ministry." And I was so, like, "Okay, you yeah, know, look, not even knowing." <laughs> we had a name picked out that we were using for this ministry, and it was such a good name. Yeah, but church people have taken it. You know, when someone takes something that's not theirs, and it just doesn't work out. And you're like, I want to use that name, but they spoiled it for me. Not the Pioneer name. Not the Pioneer no. name, another name. And so it was just like, yeah, well, let's not use that one. But yeah, we had talked about that name and kind of put it in our back pocket. So I remember, um, I'll never forget where we were, actually. We were in the car. This was after we had felt led to plant a church. And also just want to mention that the time that... It was really Jeremy really feeling the Holy Spirit telling him, okay, we need to plant a church. And Did we pick the name before No, we got confirmed? I think it was before. No. You sure? I'm sure. Because I remember being like, I want to plant a church, but I don't want a corny name. Like, I don't want something like Well, lame. I was going to tell the background story. All right, go, go, go. go okay. Go. So I remember being, we were actually at a conference at... Um, a church that we had been involved with. And this was at the time where we had just kind of hit a roadblock, I feel like, yeah. in ministry and yeah. doors were closing and we really weren't sure what we were supposed to do. And so we, and I, I'll just be really honest, I was bitter because I had some church hurt, you know, some things that happened and I just felt really like blindsided and, you Yeah, know. the kind of bitterness you want to smoke a cigarette to. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, anyway. how y'all feel? Listen, we're going to be real in this podcast, <laughs> yes. okay? So, anyway, that was where I was. I was not actually in a place where I wanted to be in ministry anymore. Like, I, and we, so we went to this conference. We're sitting there, and the uh, pastor is speaking and talking about just having faith and just like, you know, doing what God had made you to do and stepping out of that. And, you know, I'm just hearing this. I'm like, okay. Okay. And then, you know, little did I know that the Holy Spirit's working on Jeremy and his heart and it's like, do what I created to to do. And he's like, well, what is, let yeah, me, you tell, tell your, your side so, of the story. I'm sitting there and he's preaching about fear. And at that time we're, we're, again, we're married. We have no kids. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I ain't scared of nothing. Right? <laughs> like it was a prayer time. And I'm like, I ain't scared of nothing. <laughs> and then I just sense the Holy Spirit tell me like, then do what I created you to do. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I was just like, what? Like, nah. And then that's when I got scared. And I just remember sitting there with my hands in my head. And as when the Holy Spirit said that, like, all my flesh and all of hell, like, started giving me all these doubts. Mm. Right? Because anytime you say yes to Jesus, you have to be expected to be punched with doubt. Yeah. Like, you're going to yeah. get punched with doubt. And uh, I was sitting there, and all these doubts came up of, like, you're not a church planter. You're not a pastor. You don't know any pastors. Your parents aren't pastors. You're broke. Let's be <laughs> real. You're broke. <laughs> Who's going to follow you? And so we had all, all these doubts sitting there. And I just remember being like, in that one moment, I just said, 
Yes, God. Hmm. And in that moment, it was just like pure silence. Mind you, we're in a room of like 500 people, yeah. right? So there's murmuring and talking all. But once I said yes, there was like this silence. And I, and I remember telling God this. I was like, all right, if we're going to do this, you got to do the heavy lifting because there's no church planning store, right? No. There's no church planning Costco where you're like, oh, Man. buildings aisle seven, um, <laughs> people aisle eight, uh, you know, all this stuff. Uh, graphic design aisle nine. There's a sale on that. There's Pipe and none drape. Of that. Pipe and drape. <laughs> aisle 10. <laughs> aisle 10. Tasha was hating on me because like our first year of church planning, I was like, we need pipe, pipe and drape. drape. Pipe and drape. It's all I talked about. All I talk people were like, what do you want for Christmas? Pipe, pipe and drape. <laughs> for real. That's what you got I don't for know Christmas. Why. I don't know, but yeah. that's what I wanted and didn't get it. I ended up getting it, like borrowing it, and then we realized like- We didn't need it, For really. the venue that we're in, we didn't need it. Yeah. So pipe and drape are like the pipe and then you put the curtain down. So- yeah, all that stuff. Sections yeah. off different Sections areas. Sections off different areas. And, yeah. I was so passionate about it. I was so passionate <laughs> you, about it. You church people, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. So I said yes to the Lord and just got really quiet. Um, and it's during and like it altar peaceful. call time. Yeah, and it was peaceful. And I remember sitting there and I said, all right, God, if you're going to do this, you got to get my old lady on board. You got to get her on board. Because she was sitting to my right. That's why I'm pointing this way and not this way. I was like, <laughs> you got to get her on board because I'm not, I can't, I don't want to do this without her or try to push her into doing it. I want her to do it on it on its own. So you lean over and tell me. I think we need to plant a church. And can I say my honest response of what I actually said? Sure. I said, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> and in that's church, y'all. That's just being real, okay? But in remember, church. remember, my heart was not in a place. Like, I was just hurt and all of this. But, I, but as soon as he said that, I knew, like, oh, man, this is, yeah, this is what the Lord wants. And so I really had to ask the Holy Spirit to start to work on my heart and, like, not only heal me of these hurts and, like, all of that, like, so that I could extend forgiveness and move forward, but— so that I knew, like, this was not going to be an easy thing. Yeah. And so my heart act it had to be in the right position for us to go forward with this. So, but even, I remember even in the car ride home, like, you still were like. Mm -mm. No. <laughs> I was like, mm -mm. not right now. And I was not right like, now. and I remember at this moment I said, all right, God, I'm not going to push it. If you lead her, you lead her, but I'm not going to force the issue. You got to change your heart on it. So. About, I would say, over the span of, like, two and a half weeks. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe yeah, three weeks. About a month. We were at another church. Um, we were serving at another church at the time, and uh, I'm trying to be cordial <laughs> with my words. And they were like, yeah, we're, like... At the point, they were like, yeah, we'll support you, whatever you feel like God is calling you to do. And we we're like, yeah, we think God's calling us to plant a church. And they were like, yeah, dope, amen, hallelujah, blah, blah, blah. And then they were like, where do you feel like the Lord's calling you to plant a church? And we were like, downtown Memphis. But hang on, we got to back up a little bit. Okay. Because at, when you said that and like the Holy Spirit started to work on my heart, I was like, okay, God. I will do this, Anywhere. but it will not be in Memphis. Yeah. And so we made a list of cities that we would uh, like to plant where we would want to plant. New York. New York. Somewhere in New list, York. Who cares? Yeah. New York, Chicago, yeah. Denver, California. Yeah. Some and major city a, in California. Yeah, and as a joke. 
Memphis. We put Memphis. Was the last Because we the were list. like, we'll just put it at the bottom because we just can't think of any other cooler spots, yeah. you know. But I had the mindset of, no, God's going to open a door in another city and I'll be able to get out of Memphis and it's going to be great. But we began to pray and fast about the cities and like never felt peace about all the other cities. So literally just crossing them off the Not list. Not that all the other cities were bad. It's we just, just didn't feel released. Didn't and feel so released. we get through the whole list and Memphis is sitting there. I remember because I had it in my notebook. I wrote down the cities and Memphis just is like glaring at me off the page. Yeah. And I'm like, Lord, is this it? Because I, I really don't want to be in Memphis Mind anymore. Mind you, we committed not to talk about it. We didn't with really talk people. about it with yeah. other or people with each or other, with each really. other. Honestly. We were trying to do. We were trying because yeah. we didn't want to influence each other. Right. And so, um, we. I came down here with my cousin, Ryan. I love you, Ryan. <laughs> and I was walking around, and we were walking around, and in my like, the Lord just put a burden on my heart. Like, mm. this is it. This is it. Yeah. I remember walking around downtown and just being like, this is it. This is where God's going to plant the church. Mm -hmm. This is it. And I didn't want to be want it to be anywhere else. And it was just, I was just like, once God confirmed like this is it, I was all about. But I didn't say anything to Tasha. That's mm -hmm. the thing. I didn't tell Tasha nothing. Yeah. Because I was just like, nope, I'm not going to influence her. So let me just mm -hmm. keep my mouth shut. Mm -hmm. And then. Um, on, on a separate occasion, I came down downtown but like just by myself to walk around. I think I actually was going to the store Stock and Bell. Like I went yeah. down there and I was just walking around after I went in there. And uh, funny enough, I purchased a, uh, a like a shirt that said like 901 on it. Yeah, those like, are popular. Yeah. Um, it was like a black tank. It had said 901 on there. And um, I was walking around and just started praying. And God just really began to give, give me a burden for like the people of downtown specifically. And so I just had confirmation in my heart that, okay, this is where we are supposed to plant the church. But I, I didn't say anything to Jeremy right away because I mm -hmm. wanted to be sure that that is what the Holy Spirit was leading us to do. Yeah. And I remember like, when we finally spoke to each other about it, I remember telling her, I was like, Tasha, I think the Lord wants us to plant a church in downtown Memphis. And I like, I felt like I closed my <laughs> eyes to brace for impact. Like, Cause I didn't want her to be like, no. And so I was just like, Ugh. and then she's like, yeah, I walked around downtown and I yep. had the same Feeling. thing. Like the yep. Lord just filled my heart. Um, for downtown and so we go to a, we we're at the church we go to a church um we told them that like hey we're gonna be here till the end of the year they're like all supportive and then we we're like hey we're gonna plan the church and they're thinking like we're gonna leave the city and we're out of the city and then we're like the lord because if you've been downtown they're now in 2023 there's a lot more churches downtown, yeah. but when God confirmed it to us, there wasn't a it was lot in 2016. of. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, it or wasn't. There wasn't it was a the lot of. It was the end of twenty fifteen. It was the end of twenty fifteen yeah. into twenty sixteen. There wasn't a lot of like life giving churches down right. here, and now that we've been down here for a while, there are mm -hmm. a lot of life giving churches now, and there are um, churches here. But like when we told them, like, "Hey, downtown Memphis is like where the Lord is planting us." We kind of got rejected. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we've dealt with rejection, you know, like. Uh, Many times. <laughs> again, I wasn't on staff there, so I didn't sign no NDAs, no contracts telling me where I could and couldn't plant. Um, 
but it was just like this is where we felt the Lord mm -hmm. calling us. And like once we told them that, they were just kind of like, oh. And they took their and they just kind of like pulled back from us, you know, it was just like, oh, you're you're here in our backyard. How dare you? Um, kind of energy. And uh, that was really, really shocking. You know, yeah. it was really shocking. But at the same time, we just knew mm -hmm. that this is where the Lord called us. And yep. so we had gone through we'd gone through a couple of church planning, not a couple, like maybe two church planning networks. Mm -hmm. um, like. And we were told like that if this church planning network doesn't accept you, that's God's will telling you not, not to, to plant the church. Yeah. From the people who were praying for us. I'm using air quotations for those who are listening. Um, and I just remember just being like, what do you mean if they say no, that's not God's mm -hmm. will? Like, you're not, they're not God, yeah. you know, they're not God. And so I say all that to say not to be rebellious, but if the Lord has put something in your heart to mm -hmm. do it, if he, and I've, and this is something that we said, like all of our first year, if he put it in you, he'll build it through you, yeah. you know? And so I just remember them, us not really going with that church planning network because it just, there was a lot of weight that was placed on us. That will that would have been placed on us. I think would have killed the church in its first year. Yeah. If we would have if we would have partnered with them, they they had some pretty high expectations of this is what it needs to look like. Yeah. This is what it needs to sound like. This is how many people you need. Yeah. This is the size of the budget. And I feel and at that time, if we would have been under that, I don't think we'd be here today. You wouldn't be listening yeah. to this podcast. Yeah. And honestly, it, like all of the things and expectations that. Um, they required actually was kind of opposite of what our heart and vision was for the church anyway. So yeah. it wasn't even like aligning yeah. with what we not to say knew. that they're bad. No, not to no, it just it just wasn't for us. was different. Yeah, and um, so I think we need to backtrack a little bit because I didn't we didn't finish telling the story about how we decided on Pioneer the name. So we oh. had that in our back pocket, but so after all of the the moments of him saying, okay, this is what God wants us to do. And like, this is after we had the revelation of it's going to be in downtown Memphis, all of this. I'll never forget. Um, we were in the car driving to one of my favorite Mexican restaurants mm -hmm. in Bartlett. We were about to turn at the light um, mm -hmm. by the railroad tracks. And those of you who are my friends you in Memphis, you know exactly what Mexican restaurant I'm talking about. Anyway, we were about to turn and I, it just. No free shout outs on this podcast. <laughs> and it just came to me because we were talking about the name, um, all of that. And he's like, I don't want it to be just like, you know, a typical Ebenezer church name. Ebenezer Rock of the Ages. <laughs> um, uh, what is it? I uh, don't know. Jesus Christ Church, you know. Yeah, we didn't like, want it even, to be like that. I'm not hating on those names, by the way. It's just. That wasn't us. Yeah. So I just remember we're sitting at this red light and the name came back to me and I was like, what about Pioneer? And we're like, yep. We just knew right in that moment, like that is the name for what God is calling because us to. Because even the definition of, of a pioneer is the work that we knew that we were being called to. Yeah. It's someone who goes out into uninhabited territory and creates a community and yep. creates life and creates um, um, everything. And so like the definition and like, again, it wasn't like, so we didn't tie it to the Bible automatically. It was de it's definitely like, well, what does pioneer mean? It's yeah. just like someone 
who is going first to create spaces for people. Yep. And so I remember hearing that name. And then we found the Bible verse. I was like, oh, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And so we were just like, man, we're called to create a space downtown that people... Downtown is inhabitable now. Yeah. But when we were planting, everyone was like, downtown's not safe. Yeah. Even now, yeah. even nowadays, we still get we people like, We kind of get some weird looks. Downtown? <laughs> is it safe? And so um, we just knew that we were called to do a work down here to to um, plant the flag that is down yeah. here. It wasn't, so this logo wasn't a flag at first, by right. the way. It was a captain's wheel. It was gray. <laughs> yeah. It was not no gray. No color. Just no very color. bland. It was very bland. <laughs> I don't know what we were thinking. I don't know what we were thinking. <laughs> um, and then we talked to some friends and we were praying. We we're like, you got to change it. And so- that's yeah. what you're seeing right now. And the flag just symbolizes that we've... Freedom. Well, freedom and that we have, like, taken this territory, yeah. you know, yeah. like, for the kingdom of God and just really planted a flag and, like, no, this is our territory and, you know, this is what we can conquer, Yeah. you know, through the Holy In Spirit. Jesus name, yeah, yeah, for sure. And so um, it, that flag really became, like, the thing. Yep. It was just like, you know, we're planting a flag in downtown. Mm-hmm. This is God's territory. We're taking downtown in Jesus' name. Yeah. And so we're going through all that. And so that's really like where we started. Um, we're pioneer. And like to this day, what is pioneer about? We're still planting flags. Yeah. You know, it may not be in a territory now because we're here, but we're planting flags in spaces where we shouldn't be. You mm -hmm. know, there's a lot of people. Um, when I tell them our story, because our story is not about how great Tosh and I are, even though Tosh is better than I am. <laughs> That's not what this story is about. Our journey is not about um, we were another church plant. Our entire journey is all about Christ coming through for people who are extremely ordinary. Mm. Us being faithful and available and saying yes and God doing all the heavy lifting. Yeah. And so that's who we are. That's the heart of our church. That's the heart beat behind everyone in our church is just like, hey, wherever you are in life, your journey matters. Your story matters. Yeah. And God is doing all the heavy lifting because there's so many, even us being in this room right now, which could be on another episode, um, was just all about how God worked it out. Because we were looking for, we were, we were meeting in our house, right? Yeah. Like, how was almost a year? Yeah, not even in downtown. Like we didn't yeah. even live. We lived in um, like Bartlett area, Bartlett, Cordova, like on which the is line. like twenty minutes away yeah. from downtown. But we knew like God had us in downtown. We were both working full time jobs, um, and that's a whole other thing too. When we first planted the church, we were bivocational, you know, because yeah. um, we didn't plant with any type of. Um, Network organization or, yeah. or anything. We just let me, let me go into that yeah. real quick. To those who feel like you need a network or an organization to to plant a church, that's not true. Don't believe the hype. Okay, we were the chance of rappers of church plants. <laughs> all right, we were independent. Um, we we launched with twenty thousand dollars. That's all we had, twenty thousand yeah. dollars, and really just being like, all right, God, you're gonna do something. Yeah. And we're, we were just meeting in our house for a year mm -hmm. with eight people, yep. you know, people yep. who would trust, um, trust us. And yeah. it was a small rental house. A small zero lot rental house and the kitchen and living room, like kind of one big space. Yeah. Um, and I just remember also like the bathroom was at the very end of the hallway. And so if someone... <laughs> 
had to go to the bathroom. They'd have to walk past, past me while I'm preaching. They would have to pa- walk past uh, Jeremy as he's speaking um, and go to the bathroom and just make an awkward entrance back into you'd hear the, the living flush. room. <laughs> yeah, so it was just humble beginnings, guys, humble beginnings. But we knew where God um, wanted us to go, and we had a vision and— just thankfully, we had people around us who supported that vision and were with us. Yeah. And um, don't super despise grateful small for beginnings. that. Yeah. Definitely don't despise small beginnings. Mm-hmm. God does a work when you just say yes and yeah. you stay faithful. Don't despise yeah. small beginnings. And we only had one kid at the time. One in, in our kids' ministry <laughs> at the time. And they just set up camp in our um, spare bedroom office thing. And we had, like had those little foam ABC things like what do you call them tile things and literally just played with toys back there so he was like the only kid in the kids ministry and um yeah but I remember as we began to invite people and it wasn't like we were I mean yeah we were having church like you were Mm -hmm. uh, speaking and we had like a keyboard well at first before we even had a keyboard player it would just be um a youtube worship video and we would just all worship together and then um you would speak what's on your heart but I remember as we began to like invite people in um who wanted to come along with the vision and like as we were working towards actually planting in downtown um you know the numbers started to grow and and we got to a point where we couldn't fit in our living room anymore from eight I think the max we had in our house was like 25 people. And that's a lot for the space that we were in. Yeah. We'll have to find a, a picture. You guys can go look online if yeah. you want. It's there. <laughs> it's somewhere there. But we went from 8 to 25 people. in our t- like People were sitting on the couch, sitting mm-hmm. on the floor. We had sitting, to pull up chairs behind the chairs. couch. And, yeah, we yeah. were. We had like a little kit. We, we were recording on an iPhone in yep. the doorway. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Wow. Humble beginnings. Humble beginnings. Yeah, don't <laughs> despise. And um, the whole story, I think we can end it. We'll land it with, like, how we got into the building that we're in now. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a definitely a story um, that we need to talk about. <laughs> so I remember coming here, and Tasha was going out of town. Uh, a friend of mine had told me, like, hey, uh, Visible Music College is looking for a church to meet in their college and there was a church meeting before us so a friend of mine said hey the uh visible music college is looking for a church to meet in their uh in their building and there was a church already here before us but i think they had like kind of fizzled out um i didn't pray them out or nothing i was just like lord if we're supposed to be there we're (laughs) not gonna push no one out like you got to do your thing yeah and so i set up a meeting with dr ken and I remember you went out of town, mm-hmm. and uh, the night before our meeting, my meeting with Dr. Ken, I came downtown, and I walked back and forth from 11 to 11.45 in front of this building. I just paced, mm-hmm. and I prayed. Well, because you you had been reading the book, uh, Circle The Circle Maker, Maker yeah. by Mark Batterson. Yep. Mark Batterson, if you ever watch this, thank you for writing that book. Yeah, It's impacted it's our launch team. It impacted... Um, mm-hmm. Our team in general, it's impacted us forever. And so I was just like, all right, well, I'm going to come here and I'm going to draw. I'm going to walk my circle in front of this (laughs) school. So I remember walking around the school from 11 to 11.45, just praying and believing and asking God, like, to open up this door for us. Because we were just hitting capacity at our house. And we we set the date. We, We set the date. Like, we're 
we're launching September September 17th, 17th of 2017 yep. somewhere downtown. Um, if you know the downtown landscape, like there's not a lot of places for you to rent to host a church and have right. church. Um, that has at least, parking. Yeah, that has parking. <laughs> space you need, that yeah. has a space we need, at least in the, in the way that we saw it. Right. And so we, um, I came down and I was pacing. And then the next day I came and I met with Dr. Ken in his office. And we, we met there, we sat there. And I remember him just asking me questions like, what are you guys about? What are you guys doing? Um, <clears throat> this is how much it's going to cost. I remember him telling me the cost and me being like, oh, our, our budget is $400 a month. A month. A month. <laughs> kind and of felt like disrespectful to yeah, say it that. Felt so disrespectful. <laughs> but if you know me. I'll haggle a deal. Oh, yes. I'll be like, this is oh, what I got. You either going to take there. it or you're leave it. That's a New Yorker. <laughs> That's a New Yorker. But I was like, this is our, um, this is where, and this is my background. These are whatever. And um, Dr. Ken, who's a great man, in that moment, he looks at me, tells me, you know what? No. <laughs> no. Straight up tells me no. Um, and tells me, like, I don't think we can do it whatever whatever i don't yeah. think it's it's gonna happen and i remember and and he knows this i've we've talked about this story i just remember in my heart just the lord being like don't listen to what he's saying don't <laughs> listen to what he's saying and, and pray for him <laughs> yeah and, and not disrespectful it's just like don't listen to what he's saying just pray for pray for him and so i was just like okay cool you know all right god like you're gonna do your thing and i remember before i left his office i made it a point to be like can I pray for you mm -hmm. and your building? Because even though he said no, I said, Lord, I'm still going to honor this man. I'm going to yeah. honor what he's doing because I know we're going to be in this building. <laughs> and I don't know when it's going to be, but I know we're going to be in this building. And so I just prayed for him and I prayed blessings on the building because it's a Christian music college. I was just right. like, I want this to do well. And so I was just like, I remember praying over the building, praying over him, praying and just really like I felt like I was calling down heaven in his office, you know, and um, I probably busted a little sweat, too, as you all know, um, praying for him. And doesn't I was just like, yeah, it doesn't take much at all. <laughs> and I remember just being like, all right, well, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Um, I see you when I see you, you know, uh, two weeks go by. And. I was meeting with one of our overseeing pastors and he asked me like, Hey, how's the building search going for pioneer for downtown? And now one of our overseeing pastors, he's local and he meet, he wanted to meet with me at six in the morning, which I don't know if he loves Jesus, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know he loves Jesus. It's just six in the morning was tight. And so he goes, how's it going? And I'm like, man, and I was, you know how you have to force yourself into a hopeful, happy place? I was just yeah. like, you know what? The visible building didn't work out. He said, no, but it's okay. I know God's going to work it out. Yeah. But I was lying to myself, but I was like speaking it in faith. And so for anyone who's who's been told no, sometimes you got to like just say it in faith. And so I was just like, I don't think it's going to work out. And then at the end, I, remember, I never forget this day. It was a Tuesday morning. I got and I looked at my, after we were done meeting, I picked up my phone while he's sitting there and I saw I got an email from Dr. Ken, which I still have this email. <laughs> and in the email, he says, hey, we've been, we've been talking, I've been praying and 
we want to work with you within your budget. Yeah. While the pastor's sitting, and mind mm-hmm. you, I just told this guy, like, it's not going to oh, work out. Yeah. And I just sat there, I was like, he knows our budget is $400. Like, I was just like, he's not going to send me this email. He knows our budget's $400. Yeah. Like, and I showed him, and he's like, he, he's willing to work with us. He's willing to work with us. And so I remember getting in my car that morning, and I just started crying. Yep. I, I remember you called crying. me after that, um, and you had, like, I could tell you had been crying, which you don't cry I'm often. not a crier. I'm not. So I was like, uh-oh, what is happening? Like, I wasn't sure if you were happy or sad. I wasn't sure. But you're like, Tasha, Tasha, Dr. Ken emailed me back, and he said yes. And I just remember being like, what? Now, this like, was big because was in huge. our ministry journey, we've received a lot of no's. No's. Always like closed doors. A lot of no's. But but this was how we knew for sure this is what God had called us to do because those big things, the big asks that we were praying and believing God for, when it was supposed to happen, like God was saying yes. He was opening doors. Like literally that like the scripture says, like opening a door that no man can open, no man can close. Like it, it was literally like that with and this is just one example of how God's hand has been upon Pioneer and this journey yeah. is just like opening this door with, you know, with resources that we don't have. Like, you know, bringing it down to the level of like, okay, I'm going to provide for you and open this door and move on this person's heart so that you can move yeah. forward with this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he said that we meet with him um when we get here, we're like, all right, what do we have access to? What don't we have access yeah. to? And this is just the favor of God, yep. right? Like, we get keys to the entire building, <laughs> yeah. to every single room. It's just like, do okay. your thing, you know? And and that's just God's favor. And yeah. one thing that, like, what Tasha was saying, one thing that I've learned, and I want you to listen to this. Please, if you're a church planter, if you have a if you have a vision and a goal and a, God has given you a vision and a goal for your life and he's given you a dream, like, hear me when I say this. God will not always give you the money that you need to make that dream happen, but he could take something that's expensive yeah. and out of your realm of expense and put it right in your realm of expense. Yeah. Like yeah. the building, to rent the building up for the month, on their on what they wanted, which was fair, it would have cost us ten grand a month. Mm-hmm. And then for God to take that ten grand number and say, "Hey, I want to work within your four hundred dollar budget." Now, don't go asking Doctor Ken to do that now, because you you <laughs> you don't got the favor that we got. So don't come to visit being like, "Hey, we heard the story." That's you got to do your own. God's got to work out your own journey. But what God really showed me is that. Like, that's his nature. That's the nature of Jesus, right? Jesus, who is God, who stripped himself of holiness and of heaven and came down into our world so that he could be amongst us. And so that's his nature of doing things on your journey is that he can take something that's just like, I don't know when I'll ever see this happen. And he'll put it right in your realm of influence and right in your realm of expense. And so from that moment, we were just like booming. We were like, all right, Mm -hmm. anything can happen now. Yep. Like God can do anything. Yeah. I mean, and that's not to say that we didn't have moments where we're like, what are we doing? Are we supposed to be doing this? But it was like always when we were feeling that. um, And I say feeling because like feelings are fickle fickle and we just had to get outside of that. But we would 
oftentimes have that feeling like, okay, God, like, you know, you've opened this door, but what about this? And what about this? And like, he always proved himself faithful. And we knew that, okay, this is what God is calling us to do because he's providing, because he's opening doors, because he is bringing things to, not to our reach, but just to a level where it it can can work. Yeah. We could touch it. Like, Things because, that we were like, we would never get there. Yeah, because the, some of the things, like I said, there's a lot more stories. Maybe that can be another podcast of just the stories of Pioneer. But yeah. um, but there's many other things that God did in open doors where you should be like, yeah, that shouldn't have happened. Like, yeah. how, did, how did that happen? Yeah. And God has just been faithful um, using people, using, you know, other means to just provide. And yeah. So that's episode one of Pioneer the Podcast. Um, in our next episode, we're going to talk about year one, what that looked like, <laughs> how we ended up uh, at a certain church planning conference that was for free and all these other things that started working out and the friends along the journey. So yeah, um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pioneer the Podcast. To stay connected to Pioneer Church, follow us on social media or check out our website. If you have any relevant topics or questions you would like Pastor Jeremy and Tasha to discuss, please message us on social media or email Pastor Jeremy at pastorjeremy at pioneerchurch.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode.